We have recorded now, because he has just presented that beautiful song at the Wednesday Student Assembly. It was quite magnificent. It's a special edition of Zav Chat. We'll tell you more about that a little later. But Bill, Nick, over to you. Thanks very much, Shane. Great to be uh, with you, of course, Nick. And Raf, wonderful having you coming right off the back of that assembly. I'm not sure, like, the song was outstanding, Thank and, you, and it was my pleasure. And I think the, the ovation was just testament to that. But I'm not sure, frankly, whether I enjoyed that more or your words. Uh, the speech to the boys today was inspiring, and I guess we wouldn't mind unpacking little bits of that. But, Nick, why not, over to you, and you can kick off the, the questions for today. Yeah, Raf, so good to have you on Zav Chat, and I think the boys would have absolutely loved um, your speech, and obviously um, your singing was just amazing. So um, thank you on behalf of all the boys. Um, but, yeah, firstly, your speech, um, you spoke a lot about like, hard work and you have to go through failure to reach the top and like be where you are now. Um, so sort of tell us a bit about sort of the failures and how you learn from your failures to sort of be where you are now. Yeah, I mean, where do I begin? I, uh, I, I guess I started, when I auditioned for university, I was relaying this story to someone earlier today. I turned up to the audition and I had a, uh, a song list. I had to submit a song list and on the list of the songs, I realised that I had three English songs when there's a kind of a, an understanding that you have to present songs that are also in another language. And that, you know, I'm pretty new to the opera world and the classical world, so I just kind of didn't even think about it and I walked into the room and the one of the panellists, before I'd even sung a note, said... Oh, this is not a very good start to your classical career. And uh, Mis- oh, wow. Mr. Karen Hancock, actually, uh, who, of course, plays organ here and he was accompanying me for all my exams. He played for the auditions for me at, when I was doing my university auditions and he promptly stood up for me in that moment and said, oh, well, you know, I think, I think give, give him a chance to at least sing for you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just remember doing my thing. I don't remember how well I went, but um, a few weeks later, I got a, a call from the dean of the university offering me a scholarship to study at the, <laughs> the university. So I guess it all kind of panned out well in the end. But, um, you know, the, the little things throughout my career where, where things just haven't gone the way they have, you know, I've, I've been part of um, competitions where uh, I've stood in front of 2,000 people and uh, within literally the first phrase of me singing, something's gone wrong and, um, you know, you just, that, that sense of dread and of, of, of failure um, in that moment, it just hits you really hard. Um, but, and in the moment it's, 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 it's horrible. It's, it's failing or being inadequate at something is, is, 
never a good feeling. Um, so I've had to learn that that is just a part of a part of my journey. And uh, you know, walking through the door and auditioning and putting your your heart and soul into your performance with within the five minute time frame that you get to stand in front of someone and audition for a show. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot, and um, they have to do that several times a week. Sometimes, um, just to be knocked back. Um, you know, you start to learn to live with the rejection, and it's it's important to understand that that it's not always about you. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a personal <laughs> personal choice, um, but it's not always about about you. There's other things at play, and um, and and that it's not going to be the be all and end all as well. Uh, just because you failed at this at this moment doesn't mean that you, it's going to be failure every single time. Um, and I've been lucky enough to, to, to see the other side of that where, you know, you, you achieve your successes and you get to experience that and really enjoy those moments as well. Um, and in that, all those experiences you've had, you've walked out of doors with whatever emotion might have been going and you've walked back into doors again. And mm. one line that stuck out from what you said today, Raf, was uh, when opportunity knocks, just say yes. Mm. And it's so often about just walking back in the door and having another go and saying yes to an opportunity. It, it's yeah, a bit more for better or for worse. Like there's, you could say yes, and the and the and the experience you have is a terrible one. But at least you've learnt your limits, or you've learnt that there that it's maybe it's not something you do again. But at least you know that you've done it, um, or you say yes to something that you wouldn't otherwise say yes to, and and it changes your whole life. Um, I, you know, I sort of sent down this path of, of classical music, because, but I didn't know anything about it. And I was told I should do opera because that's what my, my voice was kind of presenting itself as being, you know, it's a strength in, 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 in that sort of art form, but I didn't know a thing about opera. And, 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 you know, I grew up in a family where, where music was appreciated, but it wasn't, it wasn't something that I should do as a, a career. So, um, to have other people saying, Hey, you should try this and, uh, fortunately, I had the the nous at the time to just go along with it. Um, you know, it's 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 completely shaped my my career and and, and what I do. We're very lucky to have Raphael Wong uh, with us in this special uh, episode of Zav Chat. He was here at Xavier. He graduated in two thousand and seven. And perhaps I should have mentioned Nick right at the beginning. He recently played The Phantom in Phantom of the Opera at the Sydney Opera House, among many other great accolades. And uh, I'll hand back to you guys because we are with a bit of a star. We certainly are, Heels. Um, I'm fascinated, Raph, by how you sort of deal with pressure as a singer because um, I feel like, you know, when you have to get up on that stage in front of, as you said, at Boxing Day in front of 80,000 people or at the Sydney Opera House, um, you know, Obviously, breathing is essential for singing, but sometimes people, when they get nervous, they can find it difficult to breathe. So, how do yep. you sort of work through that so then you can perform at your best? Yep, I used to be really nervous. I used to like I physically shake from from my nerves, um, especially as a young singer. I remember my first competition that I did, and all I could remember was my leg shaking the whole song. And uh, it, I mean, the, the result spoke for itself. I didn't go that well that day, <laughs> but I learned from it. Uh, and I've learned that, you know, nerves is actually just, it's just part of life. It's part of performance. And it actually means you care. It means you, you care about what you do. You want things to go well. So, so embracing those nerves is so important. Um, I, I think in terms of your question about breathing through that and being present in that moment, um, yeah, I, it, I guess it's something you rehearse. You, you rehearse that um, one of the one of the 
techniques that one of my teachers used to say was before you go and sing and do your rehearsal at home, go for a, a brisk walk around the block so that you come back a little bit puffed. And, um, uh, you know, that sort of taught me that, you know, that to, to control my breathing and, and that sort of thing. Even today, singing in front of everyone, because it's not a normal uh, setting where in a theatre you, you can't see any faces. It's normally very dark and you just have the lights on you. Suddenly I had all these faces on me and I could and I could see and pinpoint people that I knew and pinpoint boys that were reacting in certain ways to the way I was singing and you know all of these things are running through your head and often that can distract you from what you're doing right then and you have to constantly tell yourself to just just try and stay stay with it stay present and, and find something else to look at or Fantastic like that. answer. So, yeah. It's a great story. Nick and I were talking a bit about dealing with pressure and we thought, you know, you'd be the, the maestro at it, um, Raph, which clearly you are. But um, I was conscious that, you know, at, at the end of the year, there'll be 250 year 12 boys sitting in that very same hall uh, doing an English English VC exam, uh, all with, you know, great anticipation and they all care. Uh, and just what they can, and I'm sure as they have done today, what they've picked out of your words to them and how it measures them and makes them a better person. I think it's brilliant. The one thing I was going to get to, though, was um, gratitude just came oozing out of everything that you had to say and you were referencing, you, you referenced um, Karen Hancock um, at the start of this um, podcast and you were speaking about some other teachers and mentors. So maybe just, you know, how inf- what are the inf- who are the influences of your life and um, what, what might our boys pick up from those, you know, people who surround them? Yeah, I mean, the teachers here at this school really impacted my choices for, for career and, 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 and my life choices, I suppose. Um, so that, as I spoke earlier, was a massive influence. Um, other, other influences in my life, um, my, my wife uh, is a speech pathologist and, you know, seeing, seeing the kind of kids that she works with, um, which is, you know, often mainly uh, kids on the autism spectrum um, and dealing with that family, those families, you know, I think it really grounds you and it really, it makes you realize that, you know, the, the life we have um, is, is, is a good one. Um, you know, I've got a little boy now who's um, just turned two and, you know, he, he constantly reminds me how important it is to be present and, and how nothing else matters in that moment. Um, and so, Doing things for them has been uh, really important. I used to, I used to, uh, I used to make career choices based on family expectation and expectations, uh, and I used to do things because I didn't want to fail their belief in me, and that was detrimental. That it didn't work. It was not a long term solution. Mm, interesting. Yeah. The one, um, one of the lines you opened with, Raf, was um, I had to learn to hold myself in conversation. Mm. I just think it's uh, it's a difficult art form in the in the present. You have social media and other so many ways. Absolutely, that, um, people. But I thought it was a great. Just unpack that a little bit more for our listeners. Yeah. So as I I, I was really shy. I was a really shy student. I didn't say much. I you know I always my report cards are all very similar as a you know primary and early high school kid uh it always went along the lines of you know is is quiet um does everything that is asked of him that sort of thing um and so i just thought that was the way to get good grades and and then i started to realize that because i wasn't talking about my failings and wasn't talking about things that made me feel insecure or my anxieties other areas in my life started to slip 
you know, my my other subjects that I didn't apply myself to started to, to fall behind and, and I didn't know what to do about it. And until I learned that I had to start talking to people, that I had to start engaging with people and finding out and realizing that I'm actually not alone on this, that uh, things started to get better. So holding yourself in conversation and, and respecting other, other, other people's opinions and taking that all on board and learning from other people is so important. So you started with your report card, but obviously that's just kept going you know, right through your life. You know, to, to be where you are now, you would have had to have hosted and held a whole lot of conversations with mm. you know, producers and, and significant yeah, people in the operatic world through to the your cast members, etc. Yeah, and there's always something to learn. It doesn't matter who, you know, I've, I've, I've had experiences being a teacher as well. So, you know, even with, from students who, who have never approached singing in their life, you've, you've spent 20 years of your life learning the craft. So you go into it thinking that they're just going to understand what you're talking about when you realise, no, you actually have to go back and strip everything back and treat everything as if they've never, you know, walked or crawled before so you know it's it's really important raf i've got a couple of quick questions to finish off mm. firstly has there been a moment in your life on the musical side where it's just a standout moment getting the gig somewhere or what i don't want to put words into your mouth is there something that just floods in and you say to yourself wow that was fantastic yeah, look, look, I can't. I can't. It's hard to hard pressed to go past Phantom. I mean, that that was a, a dream come true. I saw the show when I was sixteen, and and knew in that instant that this was a show that I wanted to be a part of. So, to finally live out that dream, which there are plenty of people who don't. There are plenty of people who who don't get that opportunity, and it is just a childhood dream for them. Um, to have that moment is is incredible, and I'm very grateful that I had. You know, a team of people who supported me through that. I was a cover, so that essentially means that I have to prepare the role for any given moment. And but it's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that you get to go on. So you just get, you just do the work. You just prepare it as best as you can, right. and, and you and you just show up. And and I and I had a team of um, creatives part of the, who who made the decision themselves that you know I, I'd I'd done the work. I'd done what I needed to do, and and they wanted to give me an opportunity. So. You know, and and stepping out on that stage for the first time, it was incredible, and and I, it was a whirlwind. I can't remember a thing from it, except from as I said in the in in the spe speech this morning, that um you know I fell down the set, like literally just for, just before story. I just before I got out and saw the audience for the first time, um and I and I just told myself to just slow down, and um and just be in the moment a bit more, and 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 that was all I needed to just just take a breath and take a second and just go for it. Um, so yeah, that 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 sure. moment was just yeah incredible, and oh. that gives me a chance to mention that our super producer Michael is going to prepare Raf singing music of the night and his brilliant speech. It'll be on a separate podcast, so we'll let everyone know about that. We'll finish off today with a little bit more of Raf. I've got one last question before we go around the grounds. Yep, that's over to Nick in a moment. Do you have a favourite song that you just love singing more than any other? Uh, I think I think you're about to hear. I think you were about to hear it and have heard it. Uh, you know, the music of the night oh, is something okay. that yep. that has been part of my life for so long, um, and it was such a defining moment for me in terms of experiencing musical theatre really for the first time. Um, yeah, I think I think 
that's got to be it. It's a hard question though because I'm sure there, there are different days of the week. You know, especially when you when you sing the song eight times a week, it can it, it can really grind on you sometimes. But but no, no, you you learn to love it, and it's it's yeah, that's got to be that's got to be it. Yeah. Nick, we're going around the grounds. Well, yeah, we did just have a wonderful assembly and it is National Boarding Week this week and um, our wonderful boarding prefect, Mitchie Lochnan, um, gave a wonderful sort of reflection on what it's like being a boarder and sort of went through what a day in the life as a boarder looks like. Um, later this week, I think there's tours of the boarding house, so it's, so it's a big occasion for the boarders being National Boarding Week, so happy National Boarding Week to all of them. And a session coming up next week for those uh, members of our community, particularly years 9, 10, 11, who want to find out a little bit more, Nick, so that'll uh, be a really great session for parents and, and boys to find out more about boarding next week. Yeah, for sure. And we also saw uh, yesterday was the Burke Hall Ath- Athletics Carnival. So I heard it was a wonderful day and lots of fun was had, which is which is what you ask for. Um, and they lucked in. They got the best day of all time. They did. It was a lovely day yesterday. It was followed by a total shocker. So it was a great event. Yeah, for sure. It's also National Careers Week this week and our careers department at Xavier is very, very good. Miss Vanderpoel um, leads it with her wonderful team. And um, so certainly, definitely... Um, Kudos to the careers department and happy uh, National Careers Week to them. Finally, this Saturday, Xavier and all the other APS schools were all uniting to do the long walk together. So the long walk is sort of raising awareness um, and sort of standing in solidarity with the Indigenous people towards reconciliation. And it was an initiative started by the APS captain. So we're all coming together. We're all going to walk together with um, leaders and just students from our schools. And so as an APS community sort of um, show some solidarity with, uh, towards reconciliation, which would be pretty cool. And that leads into the Bombers and the Tigers, does it? does. It not? Dream time at the G after that, yeah. You can always pick a lesson to support a country uh, banging the drums. So, <laughs> yeah, sure uh, can. Hey, Nick, well done and, and great initiative for the APS captains. It's brilliant when that APS community comes together and we extend well beyond colours. Um, because we're always part of something way bigger than ourselves, aren't we? So uh, that's great. But look, um, Raf, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you, not only on our podcast, but within our community. Uh, the assembly was magnificent. It'll be a real highlight for a, for a time to come. And we were speaking earlier, um, Sursum Quarter literally lifted off the roof of the Great Hall. No one had to say a thing, but I think that's you on stage. <laughs> yes, it's, it's been a long time since I've heard that. So, yeah, and I'm glad, very glad the words were out in front of me. I think I <laughs> had to reflect on those for a second. But, yeah, no, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful, Raf. And we just urge everyone to follow us on Spotify. This has been a very special edition. We're going to go out with a little bit of Raf and music of the night. But separately, we are going to launch a separate podcast probably Thursday of this week, which you can hear Raf speak to the boys brilliantly and you can hear his performance of Music of the Night, which was beyond belief. Thanks for listening, everyone. Open up your mind, let your fantasies unwind In this darkness which you know you can't fight The darkness of the music of the night Let your mind start a journey through this strange new world Leave all